The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate Hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast reshipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires. Like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. It is a Monday, day after Christmas. Hope you're doing well. Uh, there is one more game in Week 16. It's tonight. It's the Chargers and Colts, and those bolts can clinch a playoff berth with a win. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Bunch of big headlines today. The one most recent to a tongue of Iloa in concussion protocol for the Dolphins. Earlier today, Nathaniel Hackett fired by the Broncos after just 15 games this season. That's where I want to start. There is so much going on, and there's been so much going on over the last 16 weeks in Denver with Russell Wilson, with Nathaniel Hackett. Nothing has gone right for the Broncos this season. Like the only like they traded away Bradley Chubb, at least they got a first round pick back, but it's going to be about 20 to 25 selections down the line from where they would have been if they didn't make the Russell Wilson trade. And Aaron, we look at what happened on Christmas Day against the Rams and I hope many people were like me. I hope they turned the game off or they watched the Bucks and Celtics instead, maybe they went and did something else. But there was no reason to stay tuned in that one and we saw Randy Gregory got suspended for a game it seemed like he wanted to be out of that game for a while because he was fighting with everybody so now he doesn't have to play doesn't have to play against Kansas City in week 17 but Nathaniel Hackett will not be there I don't think it was because they lost 51 to 14 I I don't think that that helped I don't think it was because Russell Wilson was picked off three times Nathaniel Hackett was not going to return next year no matter what I think the reason that they let him go with two games left is because his teammates uh, his players were fighting each other on the sideline. That's it's what I think it was the the final decision uh, to move on. You have to remember you have new ownership in there. I don't think that they would want to do anything uh, drastically or something that would look like it was, um, you know, the, that would hurt the organization or maybe even hurt other candidates from maybe taking the job. But when you have players fighting players, it sure sounds like you've lost the team. Especially when they're on the same when they're on the same side of the football like the offense was yesterday with Brett Rip uh, Brett Rippin and Dalton Risner, but there is that to me was the final straw and why Nathaniel Hackett does not have a job today 
you can't have your offensive players fighting with offensive players. A few different thoughts here. One, uh, I know Fenley's referenced it a few times, but it is ironic. Jerry Rossberg, the uh, play clock, you know, the game management coach coming in. When you need to hire an assistant coach just to help you focus on clock decisions, that's probably a pretty good sign that this thing is going in the wrong direction. <laughs> so I, I hadn't really put it together in my head until I started kind of just, uh, you know, revisiting this story, which happened maybe an hour or so before we went on air. Two, I, I think there's definitely something to the fighting on the sidelines, as you just said. And then I think three, it's one thing to lose. It's one thing to even lose bad. But when you give up 50 points to a when you give up 50 points to a Rams team, I don't want to say they're actively trying to lose. This isn't a tanking situation. They don't have any draft picks, so there's no reason for the Rams to actively not try to win games. But the Rams have basically punted on the season. You know, Aaron Donald didn't play yesterday. We know Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, all these guys are hurt. Sean McVay has openly talked about retirement again. Uh, they've had assistant coaches leave during the season for other jobs. Like, the Rams are very much an organization that is just trying to get to the finish line of the 2022 season and start beginning preparations for 2023. So it's one thing when you lose. It's another thing when you get blown out. But to get blown out, and again, we talked about this earlier, in a standalone game against a team that really doesn't appear to care all that much about winning and losing at this point in the year, I think it all adds up to why Nathaniel Hackett had to be moved. And as we discussed in our one, Dan, I am not someone that has a fundamental issue with firing a guy in year one of a contract. I, I agree with almost everything you said about the Rams, but this is where I look at the Rams. And I think I understand we're not going to talk about a team that has had the injuries that they've had and talk about the good that is going on when you're five and ten. I understand. I, I know that, that if you're driving around on your day off, maybe you're coming back from visiting family in the car, you didn't turn on our show to hear us talking about the 5 and 10 Rams. However, Aaron, we are going to talk about the 5 and 10 Rams just for a couple of minutes because I think something needs to be said. And I actually think it's very important because the Rams have had an awful season. One of the worst, if not the worst, Super Bowl title defenses we have seen in the history of the NFL. 5-10, and ten, you mentioned all of the players that are hurt, nothing to play for. And yet, and yet, for the last three games, this team has put together some magic. Heck, even the last four, they almost lost, they almost beat the Seahawks in a loss. In L.A., the Seahawks had to come back and, and score and ended up winning the game. But this is a team that brought in Baker Mayfield on a Tuesday and then won a game with him on a Thursday mm-hmm. going 98 yards. And then you have what happened on Monday night last week against the Packers. That game wasn't easy. No, It was 24-12 to 12 in a frigid temperatures in Green Bay, a game that they lose, but they were competitive. And then you go and have them do what they did, again, against the maybe more of a Broncos thing. I, I just want to say this, because when Baker Mayfield was signed, I thought that the possibility that it would give Sean McVay a reason to coach this year, like that would be it. And, and it sounds, it actually sounds like I'm being disrespectful to McVay. I'm not. I'm just saying is I think Baker Mayfield's insertion on this team has provided a lot of opportunity for people to be like, all right, I'm locked back in. Sure. And and it's and I don't think that Baker Mayfield has made himself a 
starting quarterback again in the National Football League. I think he is going to toggle between backup and starter depending on uh, his locations. But there is something to him playing, and I think that there's also something to him playing well. And I think we need to give Sean McVay a little bit more credit than maybe we already do. I don't know if we even give Sean McVay tons of credit. It seems like we give him more gave him more props when he first came into the league than when he actually won a Super Bowl last year. But we always talk about the front office and how they just go and spend and get all these big names, and at some point the uh, the bottom's going to fall out. But for him to put this together, and again, I'm sorry we're talking about a 5-10 and 10 football team, but it just says a lot to me about who Sean McVay is as a coach to make this work over the last three weeks and to get the wins in the fashion that they did with a 98-yard drive to beat the Raiders and with an absolute butt-whooping of the Broncos yesterday. Well, and to take a step further, too, I think credit to McVay for rallying the troops, but maybe this is the spot where we credit Baker Mayfield a little bit, right? Because you can criticize Baker Mayfield for a lot. We all have, and I think a lot of the things – you know, I think there's a lot of things that are self-inflicted in his career that have gotten him in trouble between the press conferences and the way he handles things and the way he says things, and whatever. But the one thing you don't question about Baker Mayfield when he walks into your facility is his love for football, his passion for playing the game. And maybe that's what the Rams need at this point this year, right? I mean, you think about all the injuries, the retirement of Andrew Whitworth, all of the change in that locker room, Vaughn Miller living in, in, in free agency. Maybe they just need a little kick in the butt of like, hey, I'm showing up and I'm going 100. I'm a Baker Mayfield is 100% in everything he does all the time, whether in football, whether in press conferences, whether in yelling at opposing teams. Like everything he does is a million miles an hour. And I do think that probably wears on you over a 17, 18 game season if he's not playing well. But in a 17-18 game season where he wasn't there for 14 weeks, and also, oh by the way, a 17-18 or an 18 games, 18 week season, 17 game season, where you're really flat and there's not a lot positive going on, I do think that maybe he inserts something into that locker room that they needed. So again, I'm with you. I don't think this changes like the the career arc of him. It clearly won't change the career the the arc of the the Rams season. But maybe he was the jolt specifically that this organization needed. I. I, I can't argue that. Yeah. And and here's the thing with Baker, though, and what what's different, I think, from him and McVay. Baker had something to gain, sure, because it didn't, it couldn't have gotten any worse than it did in Carolina. I mean, I know things were bad in Cleveland, and he didn't want to be back there. But how things turned out in Carolina actually put Baker in a worse light. This is, as I said, I don't think it's rejuvenated his career. But I think that it's really made it a turn where now you can consider Baker Mayfield. Maybe he is a starter. Maybe he isn't a starter. But if he would have if he would have stayed in Carolina the rest of the season and didn't ask for his release, there is zero chance he would get a starting opportunity in 2020. Sure, he would be a backup quarterback somewhere in hopes that the starter either played poorly or was injured, and then he would get his opportunity. Now I think he's back up to that level. But he was 24 of 28 yesterday. When you're 24 of 28, I don't care how accurate you are. That's also coaching. It also has something to do with who's on the other sidelines as well and how much passion they have in the game. But to be able to jump into that system and then throw only four incompletions uh, in that game, it, it it tells me something about Sean McVay, who, by the way, probably didn't have a lot to gain. Mm-hmm. I know they don't have a first-round pick, so even losing doesn't help them in the draft-wise, but – this is the season you kind of want to put away and move back and move on from. 
But I really give him credit and for for turning this thing around and making it work without Cooper Cup, without Allen Robinson. So guess what? Now Tyler Higby ends up being your guy. You mentioned you know the the other names, Aaron Donald being out. Cam Akers wanted to be dealt, we thought, midseason. They were planning on moving on from him. What does he have? 100 yards and three touchdowns. It's that sort of story. Like, we focus on Hackett. We focus on Tom Brady's struggles last night. Nobody's talking about the 5-10 and 10 Rams, but I do think that Sean McVay at least deserves his flowers for what he provided. One thing we talked about yesterday on filling in for you uh, during this game, is it possible at all that the Rams could bring back Baker Mayfield as a backup? Because I, I, I do wonder... Like, that does feel like the spot for it, just feels like it would be a good spot for him. I mean, Matthew Stafford is getting up there in age. Matthew Stafford doesn't have very many good years left. And I do wonder if just Baker being out of the spotlight, learning from Sean McVay, learning from Matthew Stafford, almost like what was supposed to happen with Jameis Winston in New Orleans. It didn't quite happen the way everybody had it planned. Part of it was Sean Payton left, whatever. But I just wonder, for that guy specifically, is it best to just get out of the spotlight, get the cameras away from you, nobody's going to be coming to him after games, just get back to focusing on football and, and being the best quarterback he can be? I, I, I don't know what the contract, you know, I, it's just a thought. I I, yeah, I, this is this is what I would say. Again, because he's going to be a free agent, he can go and do whatever he wants to do. Um, it's about figuring out if, if, if you have that opportunity to compete somewhere, um, to compete for the starting job. Yeah, that would be th- that could be a possibility. I just don't know how many I don't know how many starting jobs are out there for him to compete in. Yeah. You know, like we know that the Texans are likely to move on, but would that be a place where you'd want whoever they draft that quarterback, you know, to battle with Baker Mayfield? Then Baker would go into that situation knowing that at some point, if not even week one, he wouldn't get the job. This isn't this isn't a this isn't a Mitchell Trubisky stop. I, I don't think, like, the stop for Mitchell Trubisky in Buffalo, and it, it, it annoyed me so much, Aaron, of hearing people say, like, well, now Trubisky after that year in Buffalo and what he got to learn there, you know, he played, like, five snaps. Like, there, like there, 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 was, there was not, there was, there were, you were in the building, you were around Brian Dable, you were around Josh Allen, but really Mitchell Trubisky probably didn't, wasn't able to grow and change as a quarterback. Now, if Baker Mayfield were to do what Geno Smith did. Sure, maybe that's a better comp. And stay in L.A. for a while, and then all of a sudden the Rams say, all right, we're going to be, you know, this is what we're going to do if Stafford does go off into the sunset at some point. That's the different story. That could be that could be an option. But the biggest question mark then is, is Sean McVay still around? Yeah. Because there's that question of, you know, flirting with TV last year. How much does this year weigh in? Um did this last part rejuvenate? I think that's, you know, rejuvenate Sean McVay to maybe want to give it a go next year. Um, I think all of that plays in. But I actually think the Geno Smith route for Baker Mayfield would probably be better than something than uh, what Mitch Trubisky did with uh, yeah. stop in Buffalo. Like, I'm thinking about, and, and again, I know that there's no um, promise on, on um, Sean McVay's future. But if you're Baker Mayfield and you know that you really got, you know, you got one last shot to really, like, prove that you're the guy is it better to go somewhere like say indianapolis oh he's the starter in indianapolis yeah but it's a dumpster fire new head coach and we don't know who the coach is going to be whatever or is it better to just whether it's for a year or for longer to just back up matthew stafford be there in a pinch learn from sean mcveigh i think i think baker mayfield if you're listening 
I'm not telling you what to do, but I think it's something you should consider, my man. So. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This is Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron, Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. Uh, Ian tweeted in when we were talking about favorite athletes growing up and who their comp was today that uh, Herman Moore, former oh, Lions okay. wide receiver, was his favorite player. The current comp, most recent comp, like statistics, statistic wise, that you could get for Herman Moore, pretty close. You ready for this? Oh boy, Keenan Allen. Okay, that's so not terrible. Fit, no, it's not not awful. Emmanuel Sanders is there as well, but I give I give Herman Moore a little bit more credit because what the NFL was at that point. I know he was in an offensive juggernaut for a few years at the Lions, but there were also some other rough years. So Keenan Allen would be the the comp for Herman Moore. And my favorite player uh, when I was 12, Brian Blades of the Seahawks. And I realized that if I had a favorite player in the NFL today with similar numbers and stats, that my favorite player would be Randall Cobb. That's how it worked out here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Coming up next, Tom Brady had a rough night last night in Arizona. We'll talk about the long-term ramifications of that. Plus, to a situation in Miami in question in more ways than one. That's next year on Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Cavino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, Spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. You know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed? Do you notice you're losing a little bit of hair? You're shedding a little bit? Well, if you're noticing a little less hair on your head and you're checking your hairline all the time, you got to check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code CRSHOW. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code CRSHOW. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code CRSHOW. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. TireRack.com loves tires, and since 1979, they've been helping people find the right tires for how, what, and where they drive. Their team of experts has the knowledge and passion to assist every driver, and they're just a phone call or a click away. The website is packed with information, advice, and tools that make buying the right tires a snap, like the Tire Decision Guide. Answer a few questions, and you'll get a personalized tire recommendation in two minutes or less. They sell only the best brands in the industry, like the high-performance Yokohama Advan Tire, the all-season Avid Line uh, lineup and the off-road capable Geolander light truck tire. Ratings, reviews, test results, and a national network of over 10,000 recommended installers, free road hazard protection, and fast free shipping with delivery in as little as one day. In many areas, they even offer mobile tire installation that comes to your home or office. Tire installation on your terms. Game changer. I'm telling you, go to TireRack.com slash sports and see for yourself. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Kavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio on this day after Christmas. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres sitting in today. Joe tweeted in uh, that his favorite Laker of the uh, 90s, Greg Foster. Um, Would not have gone there. there. (laughs) Listen, I can do certain comps, but I can't do a comp on Greg Foster for current. I guess we could take any... Foster. Any anybody who averages about four points per game, Joe Ingles is that like t- that's probably too aggressive. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. He just came back for the Bucks. Oh yeah, hit a couple of big threes yesterday and a dismantling at the hands of the Boston Celtics. Let's get on to other topics. Let's actually talk about the Bucks football team. Talking about the Buccaneers. L- let let me throw this out, and and I know it sounds it it it's not meant to be. Hot takeish, Aaron. Okay, but I think that there is a legitimate question on if Kyler Murray played for Arizona yesterday, if they win that football game. And I think on the surface you say, well, yeah, Trace McSorley is a third string quarterback, um, and they took the Buccaneers to overtime. Of course, they win that game if Kyler Murray's the quarterback. I don't think it's that easy, and. I, I I think that like in a situation, I think that we saw it. I think we're seeing it in Carolina. I think we're seeing it. Um, the Rams isn't apropos because Baker's got a fresh start there. But with maybe Baker gone in Carolina, with the coaching change, things have turned around. But sometimes less is more. Sure. And and I think that there were times where if you needed a game. Colt McCoy could go and win you a game if you were the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Well, he then wasn't available. So it comes down to Trace McSorley. And listen, the the, the Cardinals tried their darndest. A lot of Greg Dortch last night. But I don't think it's a given that the Cardinals win that football game with Kyler Murray. So, you know, my whole thing with Kyler is that, one, I agree. Um, And two, like, I, I think, you know, we made such a big deal about the clause in the contract and it eventually got reversed because everybody made such a big deal about it. I mean, wasn't that whole thing kind of proven correct, though? I mean, you know, you you look at this year, 
you look at his stats, and I know he's hurt, so it's hard to know, but prior to, to his injury, uh, lowest completion percentage since his rookie year, uh, lowest yards per average completion in his entire career, was not on pace to throw for more touchdowns, was on pace to throw more interceptions than last year. And like I think it kind of speaks to, like, you know, th- there's some questions. I-, I guess the best way to put it is, like, we can't just put this blanket Kyler Murray solves everything. I know he's a former number one overall pick. I know he got them to the playoffs last year, but he has flaws. He has holes. And we have to be honest, he wasn't playing well this year prior to injury. We all wish him a speedy recovery. Oh, by the way, we saw the report last week about Cliff Kingsbury. He's basically ready to quit that job because he's tired of dealing with Kyler Murray. So to answer your question, I agree with you. I don't think it's a certainty at all. Because I think we project what we think Kyler Murray can be or has been, not with who he was this year, and who he was this year is a step down from previous years. Yeah, like in the long term, you would want, obviously, Kyler Murray in that situation. And a report out today, I saw he's going to have his ACL surgery a week from tomorrow is when it when it's going to happen, according to a report. But the just the fact of like playing with the heaviness, he also saw just in, in how the Cardinals formulated a game plan where, again, they didn't have to get crazy against a Tampa team. And you knew that Tampa's defense, despite some key pieces missing from that defense, they still have a lot of guys that, that can that can bring it. Like there's, you know, Levante uh David, Devin White, like there's they they have dudes. And so you have a game plan last night. And, and the reason, you want to know how I thought about it? You want to know, this is what popped into my head. It popped into my head when NBC put the graphic up of consecutive games with a reception for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. And he didn't have any. Hmm. And the Cardinals the Cardinals made a, made, made a point in the middle of the fourth quarter to just throw him a pass in the flat so he could get his reception. Okay. Like there was... There were no now. Now, when Kyler Murray's on the field, one of the one of the issues that the Cardinals had had was that he freelances a lot. Maybe doesn't stay within the system, and that's some of the problems that they have. Well, if you are going to run within the system, you would think that DeAndre Hopkins would be option one, and maybe option two and three. Sure, but last night it didn't seem like that was the case. There were throws that were missed to DeAndre Hopkins. But it did seem that there was a lot of let's get the ball to Greg Dortch. Let's figure it out how James Conner is going to, uh, you know, utilize or we're going to utilize him. He had eight targets and seven receptions out of the backfield. They ended up targeting DeAndre Hopkins 10 times last night for one catch. Hmm. It finally took him to that last part to finally get that catch. I didn't see DeAndre Hopkins ranting and raving on the sidelines. Sure. And sitting there and having words. And in fact, down the stretch, there was a play that they threw a football to him, and they're trying to score. Uh, I believe it was at the end of uh, regulation. And DeAndre Hopkins, there could have been interference call, could have been uh, on both of them. And all he did was just look at the referee and just be like, you know, like, could that have been five yards, illegal mm-hmm. contact? You know, um, could that have been the penalty? And it just told me of a guy who was who was locked in. And then that had the trickle-down effect of, well, why is why is DeAndre Hopkins having words with Kylo Murray? Is it because he can't have words with Kylo Murray? Or is the team just lighter without Kylo Murray? Yeah. And that's the sense that I got, which then brought me to the point of, I know it was a long way to get there, but like, does Kylo Murray really change the outcome of last night? And even in a close game with a third-string quarterback, 
I don't know if he does. Well, I don't think there's any doubt. Just put a bow on this. I don't think there's any doubt that it does feel, you know, even though they don't get the win, that I can imagine that place being a little bit looser uh, without him. And I know they're struggling, and I'm not saying that, you know, they, they're they better off without him or anything like that. But uh, I, I get the sense that things are probably a little looser without him as well. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. We are live from the TireRack.com studios here sitting in for Cavino and Rich. Let's head over to the news desk. Put a bow on Brian Fenley's work for the day. What's going on, Brian? Dan and Aaron, it is always good to work with you guys, especially on this Monday. And things not going so well for the Miami Dolphins, as they have learned that their quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, is now back into concussion protocol, where he was earlier this season. And Miami head coach Mike McDaniel said that he didn't really notice any major hits in yesterday's game that would have caused a concussion, but that Tua came to the team today, reported the concussion-like symptoms to the doctor. And of course, not only does this, and Dan, there and you were talking about this. Does this jeopardize his availability for this week's game against the Patriots? But will we see him the remainder of the year? Jerry Roseberg will become the interim head coach for the Denver Broncos for the remainder of the year. This is after the team canned and fired Nathaniel Hackett after the sluggish 4 and 11 start to the season. Roseberg was on staff as a senior assistant, was brought on by Hackett as the clock management specialist, and now all the way up to interim head coach with those two regular season games remaining. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh was non-committal on his quarterback Lamar Jackson's status, dealing with a knee injury, but unsure of his playing availability for Sunday night against the Steelers. Jets' Mike White knows his status, and he got two thumbs up from the doctor to fully return to practice, and he is expected to start Sunday against the Seahawks. And with this revelation, I should say, now Zach Wilson moves down to QB3. He is inactive for the time being. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni was unclear about the status of Jalen Hurts, his quarterback for Week 17, called the recovery process, quote, one day at a time, close quote. Arizona Cardinals Pro Bowl safety Buddha Baker, according to NFL Network, suffered a fractured shoulder during the team's loss yesterday, and he is going to miss the final two games. Titans running back Derrick Henry did not practice today as he is dealing with a hip injury. The NFL suspending Broncos Randy Gregory and Rams Abushi each a game without pay for their fighting on the field right after yesterday's game, which was a win, a lopsided win for the Rams over the Broncos. The Panthers are bringing back Josh Norris. He was part of their Super Bowl team that didn't win the Super Bowl, but they got there in 2015. He signs to their practice squad. Patriots tight end Hunter Henry, who has been dealing with a knee injury, is considered day-to-day moving forward, according to the team. And our first bowl game of the day has wrapped up. Aaron and Dan, it was the quick lane bowl, and New Mexico State gets it done 24-19 against the comeback-minded Bowling Green Falcons. Yes, 24 to 19 and Dan, knowing your ties to Wisconsin and the Badgers, this was a New Mexico State team that earlier this year lost 66 to 7 to the Badgers. They were 0 and 5 then, and then they finished wow. the season 7 and 6. Maybe that was that was the turning. That was point. the turning point. Yes. Your Badgers, credit to you for that. <laughs> That's my alma mater. Yes, it is. Probably it is. the turning point for the Badgers season too, because it all went downhill from there. <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. Brian, appreciate it. Get him on Twitter at Brian Fenley. Do you have a? Do you have any issue with uh, Zero Evero turning down the Broncos 
uh, head coaching opportunity for these final two games. I will say I, I did, you know, hearing Finley's update on that, obviously I haven't had much time to look into it since we got on air. Uh, <laughs> I think it's shrewd, it's clever, and it's funny. Basically, he's like, listen, I ain't going to let you guys screw up my chances of getting the heck out of here. I actually respect it in some ways, right? Because, you know, we talked about a little bit earlier with Robert Sala, how he just like refuses to say anything negative about Zach Wilson, even though we know Zach Wilson is kind of, you know, falling apart. Um, but I, I almost give the guy reverse credit of basically saying it is about me. And I'm not going to let you guys screw this up. And this is a tire fire. And I'm not taking any blame or any responsibility for this. Now, I will say it'll be interesting to see if anybody uh, holds the actual on-the-field performance against him uh, when it comes to any opportunities. Well, well there, there was such an uproar when Jeff Saturday was given Great the call. position. Um, and, you know, the, the, it, it ruffled a lot of people's feathers wrong for a variety of different reasons. And also within the Colts... If you remember at that time, we talked about when Parks Frazier ended up taking over the play calling. And again, like on the surface, you're reading something and you're saying something and you're like, wow, they're handing it over to Parks Frazier, who seems pretty inexperienced. Well, then we came to find out that the play calling duty was actually offered to Colts quarterbacks coach Scott Milanovic, who turned it down, turned down the opportunity to serve as the play caller, gave a variety of reasons, saying it wasn't the right situation for him at the time. And that hey, he was he was going to just stay as the quarterback's coach, and then there was you know maybe Parks Frazier knew the system more, but it, but the the point being is sometimes on the surface something happens, and we immediately jump to conclusions, and that's that's like how this Rosberg situation started out because you're like wait they're they're giving it to to Jerry Rosberg who mm-hmm. was brought in to just handle game situations. What about someone else? To your point about Evero, I I agree with that. I agree with sitting there and saying, "All right, I want to I want to find what's what's best for me." And there will be head coaching opportunities for him. Denver's defense sands yesterday's fifty one point outburst, but you've you've lost some pieces. You traded Bradley Chubb away. You know, understand all that, but you have to look out. You have to look out for yourself. And so I I agree with all of that. And I think that Evero probably only could have hurt his cause. Um, yeah, may, exactly. maybe not. You know, I, I, and, maybe, and, and what I say by maybe not is maybe there's not as much volatility since it's only the last two games and you're seeing it. Um, but I just don't see much difference in this situation to really of what the Colts ended up going through. And and I, I don't know, like, I know the AFC South is up for grabs, but I don't know if you bring in an interim coach that turns it around. I mean, Rich Passaccia seemed to do a heck of a job last year for the Raiders. I I, I think that that there was some yeah. comf- you know players were comfortable in that situation, but it also wasn't a situation where they lost their head coach because of poor play. Gruden was canned because of his emails. I just we we want to jump out and criticize and say Jeff Saturday shouldn't get this job because he's not qualified. There are some that feel that you know minority uh, coaches weren't getting the opportunities to coach in those spots, and so I think that's just an overall spot here. Is here we had a minority head coach that actually you know was looking out for his own interests. Yeah, you know in all of this, and I think that's all that you can do, especially in a situation where whoever the head coach is. Ezra's, you know, Ezra's, uh, Vero's not likely to come back 
as the Denver defensive coordinator and very likely could be a head coach in the NFL next season. So so to, to look at that situation and to be able to judge it with your own merits and how it's going to affect you as a coach in your future, yeah, I have no problem with him making that decision. Completely unrelated to anything. They just showed Brandon Staley running the stairs at Lucas Oil Stadium before the game. Does not look nearly as cool as Mike Vrabel when Mike Vrabel does. Mike Vrabel <laughs> looks like a former athlete. Brandon Staley looks like a math nerd that uh, is trying to run the stairs there. So completely unrelated to anything. But yeah, I hadn't thought about the Jeff Saturday comparison, but I do think it is applicable, right? Is that, you know, everybody, you know, and, and by the way, it kind of speaks to the reverse of the Jeff Saturday situation too, right? Is that in the end, everybody's looking out for their best interests. Jeff Saturday knows I'm going to work and in, walk into a hostile environment. These guys don't really want me there. Uh, others of them wanted the opportunity, but this could be my launching pad to the coaching career that I want. So he takes advantage of it. The guy in Denver today that turned down the opportunity to be the interim head coach. And I, and by the way, I have heard, uh, I have heard there was one NBA, I think it was when, uh, Ty Lu got fired by the Cavs. I think there was an assistant coach that they wanted to name the interim, and he's like, no, 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 I, I don't want anything to do with this. Um, I only bring it up because it's kind of the same situation with him, only the reverse, right? Jeff Saturday's doing what's best for Jeff Saturday. This guy as well is doing what's best for, for himself. Would you want to coach any of the quarterbacks the Colts have? The Colts? Yeah. Like at that point, like if there's somebody like th- that offers offers the job to you, and says, "Hey, mid-season, you take over as a head coaching. You know, would would you would you do it? Like, would, and, and there's depends on who I am, right? I mean, if I'm a yes, guy, exactly that needs, yeah. So, is it was that the point that you were trying to make? Yes, okay. that Jeff Saturday had. Of course, he's going to take it. You know, he was just offered a head coaching job in the NFL after doing TV and having a playing career. But if you're a top level coordinator." Or if you were on the verge of, of mm-hmm. doing that or yeah, having sure. that opportunity, no way. Absolutely not. You're right. I do not want to touch that. Just like I would not want to touch the Broncos. The Broncos play the Chiefs and Chargers, who I know the Chargers can clinch a playoff spot tonight. Um, so the, maybe that Chargers game isn't as important. But that Chiefs game next week, Kansas City's still playing for something. So you're probably not going to win that football game. You want that on your resume? Like Totally yeah. fair. No, thank you. All right. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. It is Cavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. We'll wrap up this show. Uh, a look tonight if the Chargers will get it done. And that one pet peeve that just keeps on coming back and back and back. That's next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay. 
you know we're fans. We were at the Nashville location, and it was sweet. Definitely recommend it. So listen, when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. And hey, if you're already looking ahead to college football season, you could book rooms at Graduate Hotel this fall as well. But we'll warn you, reservations for those big weekends fill up fast, so go there sooner than later. Head to graduatehotels.com. And again, up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tavino and Rich here on Fox Sports Radio, live from the TireRack.com studios. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Had fun hanging out today. L- lots of uh, yeah. lots of big news. We'll do it again tomorrow. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett out to a in concussion protocol. And we don't know about Jalen Hurts. Um, I do know about Jalen Hurts. Do not play him against the Saints. There's there's Gardner Minshew uh, showed you enough uh, for what you have in you can you can navigate these next two weeks, and I think you'll win. Uh, I think you'll beat the Saints. I, I do. And then you can get your rest. You can have your bye. You can figure out what you want to do in week 18. But I would not put Jalen Hurts in harm's way, even though it looked like the Eagles did not miss a beat without their starting quarterback against the Cowboys. Well, and I think the thing worth noting, too, is that you do have the head-to-head win over the Vikings. So, in theory... It would probably it would take two losses, right, for them to. Or, or, so yeah, they're yep, they still, a loss by the Vikings or a win by the Eagles would wrap it up. Yeah. So one, I just don't I think you play Jalen Hurts against the Saints for that reason. But then also, you know, the Vikings got to do what they have to do, and of course, as we discussed earlier in the show, they are playing the red hot Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, which I think is a factor as well. I, I take that back because there is the opportunity where San Francisco Cisco, yep. could win out. If the Eagles ended up losing their final two, they would both have four losses, and then the Niners would win on conference record. That's that's how that would play out. So it wouldn't be a done deal, but to your yeah. point with their closest competitor being Minnesota, uh, I and and still I am I know you want momentum. I know you want to be on top of your game, but I still would I would still bet on my team being able to get through the rust and being able to operate in and and the Eagles are really good, even though Dallas seemed to shred the defense on on Saturday. I still think that the Eagles are so well rounded that they can work through some of that rust 
in a divisional playoff game. Yeah, and that, that would be, again, if they even had to play on that weekend, which there still needs to be a lot to happen for them not to get that by. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byers. We get set for Monday Night Football. I want to welcome you to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by the Big Green Egg. Nothing beats the flavor of live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Backed by a lifetime warranty, roll with the best shop online for free delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. Lifetime warranty, free home delivery. That's BigGreenEgg.com. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Aaron and I will discuss a variety of topics, including uh, does there need to be a change in New England, uh, not with Bill Belichick, but maybe in other areas. And plus, one head coaching candidate is being mentioned in a lot of spots, a lot of spots around the National Football League. We'll tell you the one that fits and one that absolutely doesn't. That's coming we, up tomorrow. We probably got to talk about college football playoff, too. You being the Buckeye, I'm curious for your thoughts on how you match up with Georgia, what's ex- what what you realistically expect, because uh, I think there's obviously a lot of varying thoughts, and it's game week now. It is game week for the college football playoff. I don't expect much, Ooh. but that'll be that'll be there. You go. That'll be a tease. That's it a is, tease. It, <laughs> is, it is not been the greatest of uh, last couple of weeks, even though Ohio State got into the bracket of how things have played out. So interesting happenings in the world of college football as well. But yeah, it gets closer. And heck, we had the quick lane bowl today, and now you're going to have a full slate of, of games tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be we'll be rolling uh, with that. How do you think this Tua situation shakes out with Miami? Do you think it's just a... Do you think this story becomes bigger than what it is right now, I guess is the question. I do, and I think, you know, as we're going to get out of this weekend, today was reaction to Saturday and Sunday. I don't think the Monday night provides much fodder. And I think the conversation tomorrow is immediately going to turn to what's next for the Broncos. But then also, one, what's next for Tua? I mean, you you referenced the fact that you think he might be out for the rest of the season. I'm already seeing people saying it's not worth it. Step aside. To, you know, you shouldn't be playing, period, anymore. But I, I think as time goes on, this Dolphins medical staff, whether fair or not, is going to come under more scrutiny. We know what happened early in the season. Uh, didn't get pulled from the first game, came back early for the second game, and then obviously this game where he gets diagnosed a day after completing the game. I think this turns into a larger story, whether it should be or not. Well, remember just even when he was when he had first suffered that concussion against the Bengals early on in the season, there was – there was a bit of an uproar when he wasn't immediately yes, ruled out. That's what I mean. Yep. And and so when that ends up playing into this, here's again. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate. But say Russell. You know Russell Wilson was knocked out of that Kansas City Chiefs game two weeks ago for the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You had a close up shot of Russell Wilson where you could tell that he had no idea where he was. Sure. He was he was knocked out and just had this blank look on his face. And the Broncos, as an organization, decided last week that it wasn't smart for him to play against Arizona. And even though he was cleared, they weren't going to play him. And then he ends up playing against uh, the Rams this past week. That was like we visibly saw Russell knocked out. And so if he had symptoms Monday, there would be no big deal. If if two is experiencing symptoms today, which seems to be the case, that it wasn't recognizable yesterday, but is is – had symptoms today, then there's no way that he can play on Sunday. Like, mm, like, like, like yeah. the, the, if if it was the opposite and it was like the Russell Wilson situation, and you're like, you know what, he did clear concussion protocol. He only felt the symptoms on Sunday. Didn't have anything on Monday. Then that's fine. But because he actually had symptoms today and 
had people going to game film to find out when this thing actually happened tells me that it's a, a little bit more serious and just with the image because he is now the face of the concussion in the NFL. I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can't play him this week, and and I wouldn't play him in Week 18 either, even if it costs you a playoff berth. Well, and that's where it becomes interesting because you know the Dolphins goofed off. Obviously, the schedule was tough uh, for these four, last four games, but you go 0 and 4 over the last four. Now they're in tough shape. Games at New England and against the Jets to wrap up the season. Jets getting Mike White back against the Seahawks in Week 17, and Zach Wilson will not be active. Will not dress for that game. Uh, for the Jets. All right, let's. Uh, you want to do it again tomorrow? How about I that? will be here tomorrow. Yeah. All right, live from the TireRack.com studios. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Chargers and Colts tonight. You got to pick Chargers. Chargers to clinch a playoff berth with a win in Indy. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you: graduate hotels. We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location. They have over 30 hotels in the best college towns. And get this, they'll give you up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW. That's C-R-S-H-O-W. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book today at graduatehotels.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.